Welcome to the show. We are tuned in for real-life stories with real-life people who have overcome adversity and healed their life. I am your host, Victoria Johnson, teacher trainer and coach trainer for the Heal Your Life Certification Program and best-selling author of Do That and Then Some Transform Feelings of Less Than to More Than Enough. As Louise Hay always said, the point of power is in the present moment, so let's get started. viewers and listeners. Welcome back to another amazing podcast. I am so excited today. We have Beata Severin-Reed with us and she has so many great things to talk about. I don't even know what we're going to get to and uh, where we're going to start, but I just want to tell you a little bit about her. Originally from Poland, she immigrated to the United States in 2005 and while adjusting to a new culture, she recognized that she was not alone in her struggle to adapt to her new circumstances and overcome those challenges. And she realized that life changes in many ways. You know, it's not just relocation, but also divorce, promotions, and many other things. And, you know, she now helps people to conquer these changes in their lives and ultimately seeing them break through their limiting beliefs and achieve the life they desire, which I'm so excited about. You know, there's so many things that Beata is passionate about, you know, how our thinking affects our outcomes and, you know, keeping your identity during a major crisis, which can be really challenging. You know, it really can. I want to tell you a little bit more about her. You can find Beata's website is B-E-A-T-A lifecoaching.com and also on Instagram B-E-A-T-A underscore S-E-W-E-R-Y-N dot read R-E-I-D. And I will tell you a little bit more about her Facebook account and so on as we go in, but I have to introduce her. I can't wait any longer. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Beata. Thank you so much, Victoria. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, it is just my absolute pleasure to have you here. And uh, there's so many places to go. Why don't we start back in 2005 when you first immigrated and the challenges that you were facing? All right. So I immigrated to U.S. because I was, yeah, I will go straight there because I was running away from life that I did not appreciate in Poland, that there was pain that I couldn't take anymore. And I have to run as far as I can and across the ocean seems like the best because I visited US and I was happy there and it's what I did. So the reason, I will just take you one step back. The reason for that, it was I was in a relationship, long time relationship with a beautiful man, which I created for 11 years. So I created a story for a long time, you know, as a little girl born behind that iron curtain. I was like, oh my gosh, I have this beautiful man. I'm studying. I'm just achieving everything what I was taught by my parents that you should get education. But you know, having a man in your life, creating family is the most important. I have it. Oh my gosh. And he's so wonderful. 11 years later, this beautiful imagine in my head ended. My beautiful man decided to go with different women. And it turned to be just before my 30th birthday. So 30th birthday in Poland, in a small town, is you failed. You failed yourself, your family, everyone. You're old. You're never going to find anyone in your life who you are. So all beliefs that were created back in time, even as a kid, they came with a triple, you know, in a triple 
strength. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm no one. I fail myself. Anyway, so it, it was the reason I, I was, I struggled. I felt I, there was no self-worth anymore. Nothing could change it. I tried to build myself, reach out for help. Nothing was helping. So then I figured out I have to, I'm such a good runner. I'm just going to run, like I said before, across the ocean where I used to be happy. I visited U.S. as a student before and I was very happy with it. So it was my place, the safe place. Soon after, when I landed and started working and this new beautiful life, it's supposed to be like a healing year. I decided I'm going to take a year break looking for healing. Soon after, I figured out that I'm not happy. I'm still not happy. So then I realized wherever you go, there you are with all your struggles, with all your pain, because simply you did not work them through. You, I was so afraid to go because, you know, this work is inner. The, you have to go in and the inside might be dark and might be muddy and you just don't want to go there so much. So you find excuses like I did. I'm like, okay, I'm in US. There is so many opportunities. I will have this beautiful life. And it was not beautiful at all. Then change, culture, everything was so scary. Even I've been here before, but again, I created different story around that because I was just visiting the previous time. So I had place to go. You know, my mom is always waiting there for me. So I'm safe. But this time I was on my own. No family. My friends moved into different states because it's normal in US. And I felt so lonely again and that I don't belong. It was one of the biggest challenges that I don't belong. So my new issue was that my accent is so strong that no one wants to even listen to me. I was hiding. I love to talk. I love to meet people. And out of nowhere, I was like small and staying at home instead of going out and meeting new friends and making new friendships. I was playing small because I created a new story based on the limits that I brought back from Poland. So... Everything was challenging. And then I met another beautiful man right here. Gosh, maybe finally I matter. Maybe my accent is not that bad. He wants to listen to me. And then we got married and the story starts over. The difference between the cultures, you know, you would think Poland, US, all the same. No, it's not. When you start living in different countries, you are just your thinking with time. But, you know, as like you adjust your thinking, the people who live here for a long time, their thinking is totally different. So I had to learn it. So the biggest issue in my marriage, I think, was at that time that I'm very straightforward. Like, I'm going to say what I think because it's my character that I, how I was raised. And I noticed that here in U.S., Sometimes when you want to say something, you sugarcoat it. It's like going around. So my husband, he felt so hard. He's like, why are you so mean to me? Like, I would just say, you know, I don't like this t-shirt. Like, we have to get rid of it. Like, it's just, no. And he was so, like, he was in pain. He was like, why you never can say anything nice? Oh, it was nice. Yeah, I want you to look good. But I had to learn how to use my thoughts. So I don't, I feel myself, so I don't change my identity. 
but I don't put him on the spot where... So we had to learn our languages from the beginning. And because I mentioned identity, I lost my identity for a long time. And it's not because we always, I mean, always often use this word as we view it through who we are, like our job. I'm a writer. I'm a coach. I'm entrepreneur. But it's not that. The self, the identity is the self that we created in our life. And it's mostly built it um, from stories that we heard from back in the time, from parents, teachers. And then we just add to these stories our own experience and experiences. If it's good, then we can, oh, my self-esteem is good, I'm okay. But if there is something that you don't like and there was experience in the back when you maybe were a child, when someone told you that you are not enough, it's coming and hit you right there. Oh, they were right. I'm not enough. And this identity is that hurt it. So So what you're saying, I think, is that your self-esteem and self-worth and self-image and self-confidence and self-identity was coming from outside of you and not from inside of you. Absolutely. I call it label, usually. Mm -hmm. We collect this label that are not even ours. Mm -hmm. stories that often are not even ours. And we put on us and we believe that it's what makes me, me. But it's not true. And I love what you said. When you don't go inside and don't do this dirty job, I don't know if I can say that online, but (laughs) this is a dirty job going inside of your heart and digging and peeling the onion and getting to your values and who you really wanted to be before the world told you who you should be. Absolutely. And I'm so glad that you explained it that way. It absolutely is going in and in and in layer by layer. And I say all the time that spiritual growth is not for the faint of heart. It's not all about namaste and meditation. It is hard work. It is a lot of tears. It is a lot of why am I doing this? Why, you know, why am I digging deeper? Why am I always on this path to grow when it would just be so easy to just leave things as they are? But absolutely, if we want to grow as human beings, if we want to live to our full potential. We have to go inside those layers and keep peeling back and peeling back. I want to I want to touch on something that you said and that was that journaling changed your life. Yeah. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. So when my issues were not going away but they were like piling in my head and my marriage was falling apart, I decided that I need to find help, like real help, and I found a coach she introduced me to journaling. And first, I was so afraid, first of all, afraid because my accent is also the writing. Like English is not my first language. She's going to judge me. But we sorted off that it's not about your grammar. It's about your thoughts. So this journaling was so powerful. And I know that meditation and everything else, I still use it also. But for me, I'm visual. And my, I call it monkey mind. And my mind is so busy. So when I started writing in journal, or you can call it notepad, whatever, I started to see the thoughts that were I couldn't catch in my mind. Yeah, because we have like millions of thoughts in during the one second that 
I think I'm not enough and then there is something else happening and I already forgot, but the feeling stays and I carry it. And when I started writing, it was tangible. You know, I finally, I can touch the stories that I was telling myself right there on a, it was online, but also I was writing uh, on the paper and it actually helped me to release my pain because pain are emotions. I noticed that the pain is created by the stories that I was telling myself. And I'm going to say it again. Most of them were not even mine. I would have heard from others that they are, if you, like I said before, if you are not married by 30 and don't have family, you fail. What? 30 is where you start your living. And like, come on. But it took me this work that I had to do and writing helped me to visualize what life I want to have. I could see what I was telling myself and then why the outcomes were the way they were. And then I realized that I'm in power to write my life over. Absolutely. (laughs) That's so beautiful. I love what you said. The pain was created by the stories I was telling myself. And how many times do we do that? Over and over. Over and over. And the thing is, is that we can be going back an hour or we can be going back 20 years and just reliving, choosing, making the choice to relive that pain over and over again. Such a great tip that you shared that, you know, because you had those beliefs, you were getting those outcomes and you were having those feelings and emotions. And when you changed the belief, you were able to write yourself a new story, a new life story and create this new life for yourself. Absolutely. What's life like for you these days? I love my life. So because I was doing the inner work, I realized I found my purpose. Like there are people like me that they think that their life does not matter and it's over because they tell the stories that are not empowering them. So Mm -hmm. I decided to work with them and certified as a coach. So today I help women I help women that go through change or transition. We focus their thinking on their true desires because often, you know, the desires that we have are not ours. Like I said, mom, dad, grandparents, or our kids even, but we forgot about ourselves. So it's what I help women with and I love. And my marriage is wonderful. I have three beautiful and wonderful stepsons and I just love my life. But I had to give myself permission to be that person. Absolutely. And to be able to live in the joy of it as well and not in that old belief system. So now you are certified as an empowerment coach. You're an international speaker and you coach in the FOM coaching methodology. Can you tell me more about that? Well, that's funny because actually, did you say that you're from Canada? Yes. So I'm certified with Frame of Mind Coaching and they are based in Canada, Toronto. I know that my coach would say, you don't say Toronto, Toronto (laughs) (laughs) or whatever. But uh, yes, so they are based right there and Frame of Mind. So your frame of mind is built from all these patterns, beliefs that are mostly not yours or you create the stories and you have to go there and reframe so you can live the life you want and live it fully. 
Yes, absolutely. So frame of mind coaching, people can find you on Facebook as well. So it's facebook.com forward slash Beata, B-E-A-T-A dot S-E-W-E-R-Y-N dot one two. And I understand that you do different things on that Facebook page where you interview guests and you help people to do what you have done and uncover those layers. Absolutely. That's really powerful. I'm looking forward to checking that out. So another thing that you like to talk to people about is how to keep your identity during a major life change. Can you tell us more about that? Absolutely. So like I mentioned, we talk about the identity. We create our identity out of the labels that we collect during the lifetime. But our true identity is, again, going and peeling the onion and getting to the core. And the core is your values, your values. Who am I without all this collection, thoughts and stories? And usually when you go there, you find, oh my gosh, you find this, you know, like the little kid that there was no, no frame, just pure belief that I can do anything. I'm law, I'm conscious, I can do whatever I want. It's takes time also because it's, you know, we are human. We don't want to go there because before you get there, you have to go through all this, you know, not always pleasant experiences. But when you really want to, because like I said, when you go through major life crisis and it's actually, oh my God, I love life crisis because it's the time when life push you actually to go there and find who you really are about all what the world told you who you should be. And it's where we start digging and it's when we start growing and it's when we start being honest with ourselves. We stop lying and telling ourselves stories. Who should I be by the age of 30, 50 or whatever? Who I, I should be married or not or have kids or not? Does not matter. The most important is that you feel present when you go there and you find who you are and what you really, really want. And I like to say really, really, because usually the first really is not yours. It's just people (laughs) around you. And the second is you. So what you really, really want and who you really, really want to be in this new stage of your life. Because crises usually are also feeling and there is a new stage that is coming. And for me to keep my identity, it was going back and finding that I'm love and I, I don't point, I don't have to point fingers to, on the others. And this beautiful man, he is still beautiful outside and inside, but he's just beautiful for a different woman. And if we just take, you know, this life changes as they are, and accept it, we will see more clearly that there is another man, there is another woman, there is another story for us, and it's up to us how we want to tell that story. Because, you know, I want to share that. I learned that we are great storytellers, usually, yes? We make up stories about everything. So if we, we, we do, why don't we make up a good one? Absolutely. I'm so glad that you mentioned that because as you were talking about making that decision in your mind that it doesn't have to be negative, it reminded me so much of how often it can be our human nature to 
put ourselves in the victim role and tell anybody who listened, hey, this is what happened to me. And just, you know, placing the blame on the other person, really making ourselves feel better that way in the telling of that story. And in the repeating of that negative story, then that becomes a belief. And then it manifests in our life again, right? Absolutely, yes. And I'm guilty of leaving victim story for so long. And because I'm not sure about how well you know the history, but because of the World One and World War Two, my culture, we were taught from the, you know, and we are still taught that we are as a culture, a victim, as a nation, we are a victim because what happened to us. And I didn't know that it's really impactful until I, you know, I dig with my coach and she said, oh my God look, this is so connected. You are just, your generation was passed on your generation, this victimizing story that, yes, it happened to me. And when I came to US, I was looking like, please, somebody save me. I'm this stranger from another country. I'm this poor victim. Come, give me a job. Like, you know, I, I mean, I didn't know I had a job, but I, I was like, I deserve it. I deserve your attention. Where in true, you know, there is no one to come and save you. You are the only one who can save yourself. And there is usually nothing to be saved, really. You just need to change your mentality, your, your thinking, and start thinking more uplifting and telling yourself more uplifting stories. There's so much value in that, you know, just clinging to that more uplifting story. And I mean, when negative things happen in our lives, you know, there are definitely things that we need to talk to someone about. But I want to encourage the viewers and the listeners to reach out to someone like Beata when you have those messages, those constant thoughts in your life, because you want to reach out to somebody who's going to lift you up, who's going to help you grow through that process. You know, a leader who's been there and who knows what you need to do to break that belief barrier. And instead, if we're stuck in that victimhood and only retelling that story over and over with the skills of a great master storyteller to someone who is going to agree with our victimhood. We're just going to keep attracting that into our lives. So do reach out to Beata. Her website is beatalifecoaching.com. So B-E-A-T-A lifecoaching.com. Instagram, Beata underscore S-E-W-E-R-Y-N dot R-E-I-D. And I'm going to repeat the Facebook one again because it's a little tricky, but it is definitely worth going and checking out. It is facebook.com forward slash Beata dot S-E-W-E-R-Y-N dot 12. And I will put all of these links into the show notes so you can check them out there as well. I want to touch on something that you said that I thought was so incredibly valuable. And that is when you really go deep, you discover who you are, not who you should be right? Not who society has taught you should be. And I just want to say that's really meaningful to me because so often in my life, I criticized myself and I felt like I was doing things wrong and I didn't belong and so on because I was being me. And those were times when I was being me. And I realized a core value for me really is freedom. And so I would beat myself up when I was in a situation that required rigid structure and I was struggling. And so once I learned to accept who I am rather than and who I should be, life got so much better. And I was able to connect with, as you said, what I really, really want. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and life is so good when you do that. You know, it really is. It is so good. I always like to share a motivational quote. And today I wanted to share from Dr. Wayne Dyer, your mind is unbound, formless, 
and infinitely capable of choosing any kind of miracle it desires when it's fully honored and celebrated. And you are truly honoring and celebrating your life. And I'm so grateful to have you here with us today on the show and sharing your story. I love how relatable everything is and how you have opened our eyes to really another, you know, another thing that Dr. Wayne Dyer said, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And you are a shining example of that. And I'm so glad that you are leading other women through this transition period in their life. And again, want to encourage them to reach out to you, BeataLifeCoaching.com. Thanks for being on this show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It was absolutely my pleasure. Thank you for joining us today. If you would like to become an internationally certified Heal Your Life teacher and coach, please visit thetraining.ca. To be a guest on the show and share your story, please visit victoriajohnson.org. Thank you so much for joining us.